Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. My name is Howell Evans, and I'm in charge of this joint. This is Jamie Atherton, who can't use Skype. Uh. And this is Matthew Wanless, who lives in London, where today in history... The O2 phone communications completely went down. Matt, are you on O2? I am on O2. It's oh. been intolerable. Was it horrendous? What was it like to live without phone access for a day? It was really weird. I went to the toilet and uh, did a big poo, and I didn't know what to do with myself. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Couldn't check the football sites, couldn't check my fantasy website, couldn't look at porn. Can you just uh, look through the... Can you just look through the photographs on your phone? That's what I did. Just relive that's memories. I, that's what I sometimes do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Okay, well, welcome back to the Boxhead Pod. Thanks to everyone who's sent us kind wishes, saying that the last couple of podcasts have been good. I think longer ones in more detail said that? are definitely the answer. Oh, a number of humans. Uh, we haven't got time to go through it because, although we've just decided longer podcasts are better, it's taken us 35 sure. minutes just to connect to Jamie's ridiculous Skype. And uh, in apparently, fairness... For apparently, t- my, apparently, but very quickly, my Skype did an update. I didn't know about the update anyway. The update's happened. And also, Matthew Wanless simply forgot that we were doing this tonight. So that's the other reason that this is going to be a shorter podcast. I so, do my apologies. And it's a shame because there's loads to talk about. There's loads. absolutely crammed loads. Matthew, you're talking um, very conspiratorially tonight. Are you in trouble? Are you in the doghouse? No, my daughter's not asleep yet. And, okay. you know, yeah. Oh. I, I know that feeling. You keep your voice down. Yeah, sotto voce. Okay, so uh, thank you again. We haven't got time to go through all the correspondence, but thanks to all the messages from people who said, what is Matthew Wanderson's problem with Norseman? Uh, let's go to Jamie now. Jamie, did you fulfil your challenge of watching Norseman? We, we challenged each other. My challenge to you was Norseman. What was yours to me? I, uh, what was what, 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 what? You challenged me as well. What was your challenge to me? Did I challenge you? Yes. You told me to watch something in um, return. And I did watch did it. Did you to watch Homecoming on Amazon? No, already watched that. Oh. Why, why, if you know the answer, why don't you just tell us? I can't remember what I've watched now. It's this, this panicking. I feel so much under pressure because Matthew Wanless has to be quick tonight that my brain has completely lost well, all creative well, thought. Let's just pause on Homecoming for a second because I'd just like to say that I thought that was one of the best endings to a TV series. I thought it was brilliantly done. I won't go into it, obviously. But it's very rare that they get it right, and I so hope they don't do a second series. But you were agreeing really, that it was kind of weird. Well, to, they will, won't they? You, I really hope they don't. You were agreeing that it was kind of weird to crack on with, though, didn't you? I don't want to talk about this. I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, but should you? That's the point. We're like three episodes in, and we—it's just no one's interested. Not in, that great. In what you guys have to say? Are we just all about are, me? Are we just watching it for the sake of the for the sake of the last episode? Then, Jamie, is that you know? Is that what, sorry? Is that what we do? Are we just watching it for the sake of the last episode? Sometimes it's watching something for just... I, I enjoyed the whole piece. I thought it was all well done, but I think it was a really, 
nice ended. And you know what? I like it when shows just go, you know what? That's it. That's me done. I'm not going to cash in and make four series and drag something out like House of Cards has done. I'm just going to make something good and literally concise. Cannot believe we're still talking about this. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I, I remember what right, it was, let's Jamie. Talk about Norsemen, uh, did you watch it, Norsemen. Jamie? I watched three episodes of Norsemen. Holy and shit! I've made, and I've made a few notes. Mind the swearing tonight, three, please. I watched three because I wanted to make sure that I went into. I gave it the fair chance that every series deserves, which is three to four episodes. Four episodes. Four episode rule, <laughs> episode not the three to four episode rule. I think uh, in dire circumstances, exceptions can be made. <laughs> Why would we ever have the three, the four episode rule if it's not the four episode rule? If three's fine, then three's fine. Hey, it's the exception that proves the rule. What did you think well, of Norseman, Jamie? Right, let me just say this as well first. Howell... You and your brother both tried during the week to do what I'd call jury tampering, <laughs> where you basically pincer moved me on. Did not. My on brother the... texted both of us saying he loved Norseman and he was angry at Matthew Wandless, one of the many people who can't understand why Matthew Wandless <laughs> struggled with Norseman. Go on. Right. So I did feel pressurised, and I don't feel like that was a fair position to put somebody who's trying to be an impartial judge into. This could be a mistrial in some cases. Anyway, I'll talk you through my feelings. I didn't immediately find it that funny, but I'll tell you what, I immediately liked the Monty Python-esque tone of the show. Yeah. I like what I like about it. Uh, there's a lot of performance from Lily hammering it, isn't there? Yeah. And uh, I like the the way they stay very much in. There's no like playing for laughs. They very much stay very much deadpan, serious versions of the world that within that which they're living. Which is obviously we all know it's like this parody of the Viking culture, but also it's a parody of of shows like The Last Kingdom or or Vikings. Yeah, which I've watched a bit of. Yeah. It does that very well. It does. And I enjoy the talk. I enjoy as well the Norwegian accent. Apparently, yeah. when they were making the show, they filmed both the Norwegian version, both they filmed it both in Norwegian and in English. They did. Oh, interesting. Not many countries where you'd be able to do that. Yeah. I know. Mm. Um, so, conclusions. <laughs> well, I didn't laugh that much in the first episode, but there was enough there for me to want to carry on. Mm. Like, there was, there's one when the laughter in, did flow, yeah? Well, there's one there's one joke at near the end of the episode one where I think the joke is they're trying to keep the brother from coming to the the big party and he says, "Oh, well, we've got that rule three, two, one, no one else can come," <laughs> and, <laughs> and that that I thought was really well done. And there's moments like that, the monk penis necklaces as well, the well, stuff like that that got um, me. And I continue to watch it for another two episodes. Can I ask you because I haven't got I haven't. I can't remember, but has the com the evil bad guy come into it yet? No, I mean at the moment the brother has just killed. Well, you know he's usurped and taken over the tribe. Basically, you see, um, I would say the sort of weedy brother. Even a heart as cold as Matthew Wanless would find the guy. the The performance of the bad guy is one of the most brilliant performances com comedic performances i've seen in a long time it's so 
deliciously ridiculous and funny. It, it It's worth sticking through until you just see that guy and start making sense of him. Mm-hmm. But all the series I, together. Are you saying you recommend it, Jamie? I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how I feel at the moment. I feel that like when I first started Parks and Rec, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm watching something that isn't quite like grabbing, like making me laugh a lot, but I'm liking... I'm liking enough of it to want to carry on watching it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get you know, used You know what I mean? Like, like, like I feel like it's going to get, well, I'm disappointed because I really thought from the way you were setting it up that you were going to shit all over it. <laughs> I know you did. A but hot, I'm, steamy shit right on its I, chest. I, just, I know you did. I, I almost wanted to do it just for you, Matthew. <laughs> but I have to say <laughs> that I did enjoy it. And I have to say, I'm probably going to stick with it as well because Oh, and the, I, the I do, problem is that Wandless I am is, quite enjoying it. Wand- Although I would say I'm not like finding it laugh out loud funny yet, but I feel like I'm I'm enjoying the characters enough. I'm enjoying it enough for me to continue. Uh, I mean, Wandless okay. has got form when it comes to comedy. We know that partly why the four episode rule exists is for comedy because comedies actually have to get into their own rhythm as well. It takes the performers mm. of comedy to take a while. Look at Parks and Rec for example. Um, yeah, Parks and anyway. Rec is a perfect example. That first series of Parks and Rec is a bit of a mess and they're not sure exactly what Leslie Nope is as a character. Yeah? Yeah. They're trying to make her into a David Brent-style character and it's not quite working. Um, let me, only before we go any further, series, let yeah. me just, just tell Matt that something he missed on the text messages tonight might have been just uh, mind your language on this pod this week. I'm in a studio where I'm worried that we're accidentally going out um, on the radio. So... Uh, Keep it I, clean. I will not censor myself. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, so, good. Norseman. I remembered what the challenge was to me. Fleabag. You've been going on about it for ages. Oh, oh wow. God, you haven't watched yeah. that? Oh, no. Did you, you watch know what, Fleabag, I haven't seen Matt? it all either, but I watched some of it recently, and it's brilliant. Loved it. Loved it. Because yeah. I like... I haven't watched all of it yet, though, so I've only seen a couple, uh, two or three episodes. Well, I'm quite a big fan of comedy, you see. Um, it's I'm a big fan of comedy as well, you are. <laughs> I'm just exacting. It's something I really enjoy, and it it made me very happy. Um, I mean, it is just brilliant. I, I almost can't believe that... You know, you mentioned Fleabag a few times, and I think you mentioned it in the same way that you mentioned, like, Mr. Robot, Jamie, which sounded like, yeah, go for it. You, you know, you sort of recommended it, but you didn't really put your heart and soul well, into the recommendation. I- I was watching. Thinking, I went, why isn't he? When we were talking about Boss Lady or whatever it was, was it Boss Girl? Girl or Boss. Or oh, Jesus Christ. We were talking about like that as well. Great series. Fucking no taste. Honestly. Great Just anything. If it's a TV program, I like it. You were banging on about that, Howard. And I was saying, if you want to watch something female driven that's a brilliant piece of work, I said back then, Fleabag should be watching mm. that. Right. Good choice, Jamie. Good choice. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, push yourself a bit more, you know. Get you be a bit more like me. Bang on about something yeah. endlessly. <laughs> Yet um, again, Jamie shows that he is the populist compass of the <laughs> podcast. You like, called him a populist. I think probably eighty percent of the people agree with Jamie, and ten percent with Howell, and ten percent with me. I would right, maybe twenty, maybe ninety percent with me, and one percent with Howell. I think if you count in an individual people, you might be right there. But because my taste is so, well, as opposed to what. Well, because my taste is Collectives so of people. vast. Collective consciousness. Unless we count the Borg. 
uh, put it this way. <laughs> if I stood in front of, uh, you know, football stadiums worth of people and listed the stuff that I liked and said, put your hand up if you like this, it would take me forever to finish my list because I like so much. But ultimately, yes, exactly. I would have got more hands put up. What you're going for is a select group of fine citizens from the Victorian age standing at the front who are discerning over everything yes. that is good and bad and keep the paupers out. That's... I'm happy with that. If you like everything, you like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, good. Listen, right, okay. Fleabag, great. Excellent. Can we please talk about The Walking Dead? Because oh, I yeah. damn near shat myself. Uh, oh, right, of course. <laughs> I was thinking we're on a Walking Dead break, but no, of course, you two are slackers. Well, we could, so. we could still well, pop in and, and yeah. just update yeah, right. on no, what's no, going I mean, on. Because, the finale I'm, was I'm, last week as well, the mid-season finale, and it was a corker. Yep, yep. Um, so what happened? Remind me, because it's been two weeks since I watched it. This well, I I had a slow build up because the um, I think I watched maybe two or three episodes in a row, and the one which I had seen before that little binge was the one that ended with Rosita and Eugene um, daubing themselves in mud, being pursued by a herd, and the the last scene of the episode, you kind of heard them heard this voice go. Don't let them get away. Okay, so that was or a, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I had to go back and go like, "What the? F- did you hear that?" Yeah, and yeah. I rewound it and I, we heard it again. We were like, "What was that? What the hell's going on here?" Yeah, and then it took two or three episodes for that arc to come to completion, which was the moment when Jesus swung his sword idly at a standing mm. zombie, who then duck reached underneath. Stabbed him through the chest with his own sword. What do we think about the loss of that whole business with the herds changing direction and pursuing people was messed up? Yeah, it was very good. So you've both finished now, so you know the answer to the question are the walkers uh, evolving? Yes. No, but they're they're being controlled, aren't they? No. Seems. No. Why? What do you think happened, Matt? I think there was one human in there. Um, well, they're all humans. They're all wearing the dead. No, they weren't, because why did all the rest of them let themselves just get slaughtered? Um, I think there was one human in there, and I think that human has figured out a way to make them do stuff. No. Really? Do you think? Well, it has to be something like that, because Matt's right, like, if they were all human... Then they would they would have fought back, or they would have made more of an effort right. to defend themselves. So maybe this is like you know that the, the uh, they use it in Fear the Walking Dead a lot more than they do in Walking Dead. In fact, they only used it at the beginning of Walking Dead, I think, when you smother They're covering yourself, themselves in flesh. Yes, covering yourself in blood. Um, so well, also, I know I know from a friend at work who reads the comics that these people are called the Whisperers. Ah, so that oh. makes me think that they are controlling the zombies in some way. So if you do dress yourself up in uh, zombie uh, skin and blood, can you then influence the herd by being the leader? You know, if the alarm clock goes Only if you talk like this. Well, that's that's the weird thing, isn't it? Surely there would be no need to speak. I bet that's going to sound like absolute garbage on Skype. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it sounds good. Well, that's, People are going to be revolting against their headphones. Um, yeah, so the impression I got was just, okay, we've got a new... Um, We've got a new gang of people and they are wearing the skin of zombies and that's the way that they get in and out of places. So, but you're By letting 20 of their number die. Yeah, well, you know, it requires commitment <laughs> to 
<laughs> part. So it's like, um, okay, this is like Norseman, isn't it? It's like, okay, John, I'm yeah. afraid today you're going to be at the front of the herd. <laughs> and, uh, well, there's this guy down. Guys, I've been watching. So it'll probably be quick. I've been watching the last. Just the forehead. Slight, uh, slight diversion. I've been watching The Last Kingdom. um, And it's. So is that what I've been watching? Yeah, Last Kingdom. Has either of you watched any of that? No, is that because that's Chris Pine, isn't it? It's. um, No. No, that's. You're thinking of the the Outlaw King, aren't you? Uh, Possibly. I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. The well, last this is the new was on the BBC, wasn't it? Right. The, uh, I've been watching the new big Netflix one, which is uh, about um, U- Uten or whatever his name was, the, uh, the the Viking king. Anyway, watching that after um, Norseman, Norseman is really difficult. difficult. Yeah. The costumes, in fact, some of the characters are identical. It's uh, it's very difficult. Anyway, back to Walking Dead. So yeah, so that's interesting. All right. So you think they're they're, they're doing like horse whispering, but with zombies? That's what I reckon. I don't know. I might be completely way off. But listen, guys, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I've got to go. But let me just right. say a uh, quick summary of what I'm watching. I've watched most of the scenario. I've got um, the finale left yeah. to watch. Yeah. And uh, my my quick caption review of the Cine 2 goes yeah. like this. Great, 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 great. Because uh. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally, I've fallen asleep in the last two episodes. Wow. Um, and uh, me and the wife are watching Ozark uh, Series 2. Oh. Really enjoying it. That has done a very good job they're doing there, actually continuing that on and making it really work. Um, it's yeah. it's got a very Breaking Bad feel to it in the sense that it's like it's just surviving and dealing with tension. But I actually yeah. think overall the cast are better than the Breaking Bad cast were. Wow! Oh. What now? Whoa, there, Nelly! Wow! Overall, wow. overall, um, because okay. there is no one standout performance like Brian Cranston. Well, Although actually, Jason Bateman, not a million miles off. He is it's very not good. As the same emotional range, but the whole cast are much stronger than the whole cast of Breaking Bad, I think. Goodness Ooh. gracious me, Ooh. I cannot agree with that. And, and I would say that that's more yawny at points than the than the sinner. Mm. I don't know about that. No, I think it, I, I think it's constantly on the edge, that one. It is fun to do Bill Paxton... What's his name? Bill... Bill Pullman. Pullman, sorry, Bill Paxman, RIP. Uh, but Bill Paxton, Pullman impressions. <laughs> Forget it. Um, before Matt actually, goes, what's annoying about the sinner too, actually, yep. is just that they haven't once referred to him getting his nails stamped on. Did I, I say thought, that last yeah. week already? Uh, they did actually no, no. At, the, at the beginning. At the beginning, they did. They don't. And did when they? he goes to see the prostitute uh, to ask her questions, there's a bit of sadomasochism that he notices there, and you sort of. Um, Realise that it's referencing him as well, because this is a prostitute in series two. Yeah, he goes to question one. When? No, you need to watch it. Obviously, you'd fallen asleep. No, I'm genuinely. I'm curious. I can't remember when. Um, he goes to the door of the house, and she's standing outside, and he says, "Give me information," or you know. Oh yes, sorry. Her, yeah, yeah, that's true. So, so there's a little reference there, and really, what this series is doing is answering the question: Why has this guy got so much pent up? frustration that he needs um, a, a release like that I think before Matthew wait one statement before Matthew goes if of all of the two or three hundred people who listen to this podcast if there is one person who is a millionaire listening we would love it 
if you could pay for any of the TV series we talk about, just one star or writer or director, to come and do a live show with us where we can ask them questions. Because what I'd really like to do is just play clips of what Matthew Wanless has said about their series on stage in front of both Matthew Wanless and them. I think that that would be some of well, the greatest Well, that's unfair because I've already, uh, at one point in the past, put on the caveat that anyone who creates any of these things deserves a massive amount of credit and it's incredibly difficult. That's like but someone who starts point, a sentence of, with of no being, offense, uh, but... What's the point of pulling punches, you know, if you, if, you, if you like or dislike something? It's more entertaining to talk about it in these terms. Well, and I don't mean what I say. I only mean it to a certain degree. Good. Good. I'm glad. I wouldn't worry about I wouldn't worry about it. It's not, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean... Uh, no, but, I, you, you know, I work in the industry, now, and I mean no disrespect to anyone. If you create something, you deserve respect. Oh, wise. Well, I wish I'd never said anything. Well, you know, if you start coming up with silly little insults like this, you know, barbing people and trying to draw a moral line on in the sand. You'd still like come Howell did to the live then, show, though, wouldn't then, you? You know, you're going to be made to look like an arsehole. I mean, you'd still do it, wouldn't you? You'd still come to the show. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'd come and I'd tell them exactly what I thought, but I'd be respectful. <laughs> More respectful than I am at the moment. <laughs> I'd love it. It'd be so funny to do that. Um, all right. Thanks, Matt. Sorry, Sorry guys. You're free. It's all right. Goodbye. Fly on. So uh, that was Matthew Wanless. Very critical, isn't yeah. he? Very critical of all things. He, I, I'm hoping he's still listening. I think it's more. I think it's more patience with Matt. And I think that Jeez. if he doesn't have the patience for comedy, that maybe like Norseman, you kind of have to give it a chance. And a lot, mm. a lot of good, a lot of comedies have to be given a bit of time. This, you know, I think, do you think with with Matt though it's like because if I have problem with patience it's when I watch something that I think is being purposely too slow um, mm. so I always get itchy at that point with Matt I feel like his uh, measure of patience is something that seems that isn't important enough <laughs> do you know what I mean Matt mm, likes really yeah. really well made if I, I would imagine Matt would choose to go to the RSC over seeing an Adam Sandler film? Well, um, I think we all would at the moment, though, wouldn't we? Oh, well, obviously you haven't watched his live... Have you watched his live show yet? I have. That's, that's funny. the best it? thing he's done in a while. Oh, that's very good. Brilliant. Shows how the man But film-wise, film he's been poor for yeah. a while, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. yeah. Well, not uh, the the comedy, the stand up stuff. I did watch it after you recommended it, and I thought it was really good. Um, it was nice to see him back on form. Right. To, I, th- I really like that he mixed different gigs. Like there was that it was all a mixture of performances from when he was first starting to build the show to like stadium performances. Yeah. Of the of the music, it was well done. There's some brilliant songs in there. It really yeah. was. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, just I brilliant. I just never knew that he was that good at singing, really. And uh, you don't expect the whole thing to be a, a series of songs, and then it turns out to be a series of songs. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. Um, what yeah. else? Yeah, I finished Sinner. I am about to start the second season, which is released today, of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I'm glad to say that's what? back. The new series is out today? I think so, yeah. Oh, hello. And by, to, by today, everybody, we're recording this on the 6th of December 2018. There you go. Uh, just texting my wife. New series of Maisel out today. Apparently very exciting. There we go. 
Oh, yes. Can't wait. Um, yeah, I've been enjoying. Fleabag was brilliant. I've uh, been watching This Is Us as well. This Is Us. Not oh, that. that one uh, that's on Channel 4 that's uh, a bit, it looks a bit soppy. It does look a bit soppy, soppy doesn't it? Uh, and it's yeah. not, uh, it's, 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 it certainly has sentimentalness and stuff, but it's got some very funny the, stuff in it. And The thing is, I saw a trailer for it, yeah. and in the trailer, one of the characters says, if, you give, if life gives you lemons, you've got to make lemonade. And that was yeah. the moment I switched off. Yeah, I think. I hate that line. I think it would be, there is a bit of that. And there is a bit of like, okay, we're going to watch some sad life stories and things. Um, but also a lot of funny stuff. And it's not, put it this way, it would be really easy to write a, it'd be really easy to put together a really sappy advert in order to try and attract the kind of audience that watched uh, something sappy, right? Uh, but actually it's got more, cojones than that and it's it's more um grown up it's good it's good it is really good okay so my neighbor right. recommended it and uh thought yeah I should give that a go um yeah, it's very popular it's won a few awards and of course the golden globe award nominations did it were yeah. announced today oh really yeah uh you're looking it up um, as we speak i'm just gonna look them up now okay um, just to see what shows of. Do you know what I can't major... wait to come back? Mindhunter. Uh, I've watched it three yes. times now, and uh, the... watched it three times. Yeah, I think the series will be coming out again, like next year, probably. I can't wait as well. It was so good. The, f- the, the thing with the first series was it wasn't didn't always work until he got in a room with these serial killers, and then it just the tension, the performances of the, the people playing the serial killers was so brilliant and so... Yeah. And I read the book, actually, that it's based on... Well, very loosely based on. Yeah. Um, and it's just as compelling. In fact, the show's a bit more compelling, to be honest. Yeah, good. Right. Go on, then. Give right. us the Golden um, Globers, and then we'll okay. call it a day. This has been a bit of a wet yeah. lettuce, this podcast. I really apologise, and I feel like we owe more to it than uh, this because we're only on uh, every couple of weeks. It's bad, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, technology yeah, beat us. Sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, oh. let's have a look. Right, best TV series drama and nom- nominations. The Americans has got a nom. Now, I've I've been... The Americans is brilliant. It's really one of the most underrated shows ever made. Okay. And <laughs> it's incredibly good. And it's on to... I've, I've not caught up with the latest series, but it's meant to be brilliant. Bodyguard's been nominated. Whoa, did you watch Bodyguard, Howell? We've just watched it. We've not talked about that. Loved it. We need to talk about that. We'll come back to that. Killing Eve's got a nomination. Yes. So has Homecoming. Great. And Pose, something called Pose. I'll have to check into that. Right. Um, in the musical or comedy category, Barry, I'm happy to say, has got a nomination. You watch Barry, Howell? No. You should give it a go. What's it's that really, on? really, really funny. Bill Hader. It's, it was on HBO, but it's also on Sky Atlantic. So if you've got any of those things, you, you'll be all right. So um, that's Barry. What was the other one you recommended? I'm writing them down. Barry. Barry. Uh, what was the other one I, meant? I recommended? The Americans. The Americans. That. Is that on Netflix? It's brilliant. It, no, it's on Amazon, I think, but it's so good. Matthew Reese, who's and in it. They're Russian brilliant. spies or something, yeah? 
So yeah, they're yeah, Russian agents living in okay. America, and they have a family. And the issues that arise from that with the kids is brilliant. So okay. so cleverly done. Uh, back into the musical comedy category, we've got Barry. The Good Place has got a nomination, yeah. which it deserves. Kidding, which is the Jim Carrey show about a kind of TV personality who starts having a midlife crisis. How can we watch that? Um, we can't, can we? That's that's on Sky Atlantic. Ooh, um, be on so, Now TV. Ah, it's so on Now TV. There you go. Um, so that's available. And The Kaminsky Method, which is the Michael Douglas comedy on Netflix, yeah. that's got a nomination. Yeah. Something for the oldies. And, of course, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Hey, another one. Another, yes. Wow. Wow. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, that's great. So, quick word on The Bodyguard then. Loved it. Just thought it was great. Uh, what would Matt Wanderers say if he was here? I'm trying to think of a criticism. I think Matt liked it. Yeah, but he would, you know, he'd have something to say. I think I think you can definitely criticise that last episode. Did you not find it a little bit like they spent 50 minutes with him sat in a bomb vest? Oh, yeah. And then they spent 10 minutes, like, summing up a very complicated plot. Yes, there was the, a like, lot it, of... It just felt like one giant set piece and mm. then a massive amount, amount of, like, trying to tie all the bits together in a short period of time. Man and woman splaining, wasn't it, for the last 15 yeah. years? Yeah. I really and I do did feel like that. the writer, Jez, whatever his face is, does that with the... Um, the uh, line and line of duty a little bit as well sometimes like he's very good at creating and ratcheting up the tension and creating the twists yeah but he's not always that good at tying it all back together in a nice little bow but boy so, what's what tension though whenever they had tension? a sequence like the, the very first episode on the train and uh the bomb uh in the yeah. uh, lecture theater and when they go for yeah. those pieces the arm is just magnificent and yeah. yes, the bits in between, I laughed audibly at some bad acting in that show. I don't want to name names, but certain smaller characters, right? I think I know some of the ones you're talking about. I'm not talking about any of the main characters, but I'm talking about, for example, oh, I'm just going to say it. No, that would be cruel. Let's pretend that there's a policewoman just standing in your house looking I after know you. Exactly what the, I know exactly who you're talking Suddenly about. Suddenly we go really EastEnders and it's like, hello, mom, a letter's come for you. And it's, and I go, what? Since Grange Hill, I haven't experienced acting like this. Um, and I think it's, again, that really, it's, a, it's another really good example of, where the the, the Beeb can sometimes have a bit of a sidestep with its systems and procedures that perhaps the bigger stuff um, doesn't. Maybe, it, I don't know why, but I, I certainly don't find myself going... For example, Matthew Wanless's summary that there are some bad actors in uh, Breaking Bad. I literally cannot think of a bad actor in Breaking Bad. I'm sure Matt would point oh. out a few, but who? No, he's completely wrong. Completely yeah. wrong. That summation was, you know, two parts tripe, I'm afraid. <laughs> so um, sometimes I feel like, I, uh, like he said about Killing Eve, uh, sometimes I cringe a little bit and go, oh dear. I, I, I mean, it, I can imagine the casting call taking place and this didn't take long to cast this part. But on the other hand, yeah. there's some great performances. But <coughs> um, well, back to Bodyguard a second. That's I, what I'm the, talking the, about. A problem with the, 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 thing, the, the accent thing is an issue because in the, the line of duty, I don't know if you've watched it, but the main character in that is a guy called Steve Arner. Steve Arner. Right. And he's got a David Beckham style, uh, you know, London accent. 
and it's terrible. And I, and I know why it's terrible. It's because the main guy who's playing it is a Scottish actor, yeah. and he's desperately trying to do this horrendous, like, London cop voice. And you, it, for a while, it took me and Lauren a while to get over the fact that his accent was so horrendous. But once I did, it was a really good show. But there are little things like that with with the Jez's work that does kind of he kind of misses the details I'm sorry whose Scottish accent was bad no his, his, his London accent was was bad the Scottish actor who plays Steve Arnott's in Line of Duty no did he this was terrible you did actually guess that he was Scottish didn't you when you first watched it I think yeah 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 yeah. I could hear I could hear the twang of Scottish coming through at times. There is this. It's just horrendous. Well, it's just that for me, sometimes, and this is what I find in the last... Let's move on to The Last Kingdom. So, Jamie hasn't watched The Last Kingdom, but it's, it is definitely a Netflix attempt at Game of Thrones. The opening titles even go up and down a map of Britain. <laughs> um... It does... wasn't. It wasn't made by uh, Netflix, though. Okay. Well, they've yeah. certainly seen <clears throat> the potential in that, and it's uh, the difference with Game of Thrones is that it's a true story, and it's certainly based on a real people, real characters, about a Viking boy that was sorry, a Brit, an English boy that was taken by the Vikings as a hostage in an in a raid as a child and then grew up with the Vikings. They sort of brought him up as their own, and then he went back to the British. And oh. um, and it's kind of, he's an outlaw. He doesn't believe in the Christian God, and they're all obsessed with like, everybody, every, pre, every king of different areas have always got a priest by the side giving them advice. And, um, and it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's just that there is this style of acting which... Um, is that, which I've only ever seen as uh, in Shakespeare, right? Which do, which I think which I can't. You, you know the Shakespeare plays we would have to go and watch at A level theatre studies, Jamie. Oh, yes. There's this voice. Good God. There's this way that certain people speak, and I'm, I, I cannot. I'm going to try and do it. I'm, I'll try and do the action because I can't think of another way of doing it uh, of describing it. Let me think. Um, but, sir, you do not know what you say, if I think. Right? Mm. And um, they'll often put pauses in places within the sentence that does not make sense. So if it's, but, yeah. sir, there's no pause after the, sir. There's, poor af there's a pause before saith. So it'll be like, but, sir, you do not know what you saith, I think. Right? And it's like, it indicates to you that an actor is more bothered about poncing than he is about the actual <coughs> meaning of the sentence. And a lot of it goes on in The Last Kingdom. That yeah. it almost just becomes noise because we have to talk in a heightened manner. And, and the gruff northern uh, lad who plays, uh, plays uh, uh, who's really good at sword fighting, he's got a nickname for the Viking lad who becomes his friend and he calls him Arsling. Hello, Arsling. Right? And he says it a lot. And it's, and it's like you can almost hear the pensioner audience in the theatre giggling every time the naughty northerner comes on and says arse. And it's like... <laughs> 
Uh, it's that. It's that really theatrical. Those really theatrical sort of uh, memes that that don't don't. So, stand so I anymore. feel like you're saying it's it's. I feel like you're saying it's shit towel. It's not. It's good. Um, I'm watching the story. It's a little bit. Well, it's a little bit like if you've ever watched a Shakespeare play that isn't awful, but is still fairly pompous. But you are actually interested in the story, and you can follow the story. You know, you just sort of a little bit like the policewoman <laughs> that I was talking about in the bodyguard. You're watching somebody and you're going, oh, I like this story, but I wish you didn't perform like that. I wish you didn't do it like that. You know, um, there's just a little bit too much sort of uh, sticking one's chin out and 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 it's, it's weird. And we're going to have to get an expert on. We'll get Russell Gomer on at some point and talk about. Yeah. Talk about, talk about this. Talk to someone who knows how to do an accent. Yeah. And what that is. It's just a weird yeah. thing. And often, I think it happens when there's a cast of people who aren't being directed properly. They're not being directed around the text, they're being directed around the feelings rather than the actual. They're not being forced to actually think about the sense of what they're saying. Whereas if you think of Game of Thrones, they talk like, even if they <coughs> talk in a heightened language like Tyrion does, you know, they still talk quite classically. But they talk as if they're... It, it, we don't even question the fact that we don't couldn't understand what they mean, do we? It's like... No. It's very natural sounding stuff. Um, yeah, it's a... Yeah. There's no kind of poncing going on. Yeah. No, it's a real issue when shows. It's a, it's a massive thing. If you're gonna have an accent, are you gonna try to you know portray characters with a certain twang or whatever? They don't get in the way of the character or the story or the performance because it can really, really, it can really ruin things. Like you're watching a show now that's probably quite a good story, but you're having to fight, brush aside the shit accent, and that's annoying. Yeah, I think it's also. It's also that thing of, um, with, in this case, what they've done on Game of Thrones really well is they've got a really good mix of accents. And if you're going for Ooh. historical accuracy, which this one sort of is, granted, they've got the uh, Norwegian, the Vikings, who've pretty much taken over Britain. They've got them talking with a slight Scandinavian accent. With the Brits, apart from that one northerner, it's, you get a few accents, but mostly everyone's got this, that sort of, that straight Shakespearean thing. And, it, and, and it, actually that probably wouldn't have existed. Most people believe that everyone would have sounded quite West Country in, in the old days. Like that, that's probably where the accents were in the South. Yeah, but it's not even, it doesn't even matter as much as like as long as you do it or do it well like yeah whatever you, you do. do just do it well you know you can do it in a jamaican accent just as long as it sounds okay yeah know? that's it yeah yeah which is right why, then. yeah anyway right okay yeah <laughs> no he's gonna he's gonna go no i was just gonna I've say it. it's there, there, see, yeah. there was this fashion wasn't there for a while of if you were playing um if you're doing a film about say nazi germany people started to say you shouldn't be doing it in um, in English with a German accent. That's insulting. Ah, uh, yeah. You should do it yeah. in a, just an English accent. And so we went into this period of what is arguably a politically correct thing to do. And some films were made. Stalingrad is one of them, I think, where they 
just talk Ray Fiennes. Uh, sorry, uh, ran, uh, what the other one, Joseph Fiennes. Joseph. Yeah. Just, I, I think in that he's just talking in his normal accent. Yeah. And yeah, he is. I didn't like it. I don't like it. It's like <laughs> at some point we have to remember <laughs> that uh, we're watching entertainment. And sometimes we would like somebody to be saying this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the lower, low approach. Ultimately, we're being entertained. And, and I think they're sort of, sort of, they're sort of heading back towards that, that now. Um, but perhaps that's now because they're quite rightly casting people like uh, Dutch people in a story about uh, the Nazis invading Holland. They'll have Dutch people playing the parts but speaking in English. So the accent is actually their accent in an English language you know which is yeah um, which is fine it's still entertaining to me mm. well i think it's interesting. i just watched uh, the outlaw king the film that's on netflix that's oh, yeah. about robert the bruce he's got chris pine yeah and he does a freaking brilliant scottish accent i right. did not think i thought why is chris pine why is captain kirk yeah. starring in a story about robert the bruce yeah. And he's bloody brilliant, I have to say. He's amazing in it. And uh, I didn't for one second even doubt that he was fully Scottish. Right. And so if you can get, if you do it, just, you know, like you've got to just be able to nail it. Otherwise, yeah. it can jar immensely. Yeah, I wish I could um, play you a clip of the, in fact, I can. We'll just, we'll just pick one random moment of this. Of the kingdom. From the... Uh, uh, the Last Kingdom, <clears throat> and we'll see what we get. See if I can find a good. And the song was tuneless. Okay. <laughs> I'm indebted. Ah, uh, these have both I'm got Norwegian accents. Hang on, skip back a bit. Sound quite good. You are, Lord. Hang on, skip back. Sounds good. Yep, skip forward. My business is my own and not that of a priest. Uhtred, you are the Uhtred who served <laughs> with Alfred at Ethendon. I am. Praise him. Praise God, it is a sign. Yes, you can hear it. Yeah. You know in The yeah, Lord of the Rings yeah. when you get to, what's her name, Dippy Drippy one, Kate Blanchett. Yes. And the way that she speaks in that. And she says, by goodness, we are here. And it is like we have all been to voice lessons. And there is no <laughs> way that a peasant yeah. would ever say, good Lord, it is Uhtred. We must celebrate. This is a peasant saying that that you've just listened to. It is like it is. It is like they want they want you to realise the work they've done. Yes, that's <laughs> they, it. They want they want you to see the money they've paid to get the tuition. That for is all these accents. That is it, and nobody's put a stop to it. Nobody's mm. said something which tells me that somewhere in either the casting or the directing or something, somebody is quite happy with that, and they believe that that is what people want. My son, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> you it's like, like if you that, bought but... a pair of fancy pants, you want to show the world your fancy pants. You want to dance. You want to wiggle. Exactly. You want to show them off. And they'll add another yeah. sentence on without taking a break. So if you were finishing your sentence just then, it would be like, "You want to dance. You want to wiggle. You want to show them off." Is it Tuesday? Mm. <laughs> uh, just this weird like um there is no common sense in a lot of the lines it's just uh it is just a song that we are singing to each other stereophonics pick a part that's new is that a song 
And it makes you tune out, doesn't it? That's why so much Shakespeare put us uh, yeah. off. Not because but, it was difficult you, language, but because it just puts you to sleep. But it's the, you're going to blame the director, though, because the, the director should be stepping in and going, okay, can you just, you know, just turn it down a little bit? Uh, yeah, can you, you know, wait? At, the, can you wait at a full stop just for a moment? Is that all right? Just you know, and when yeah. there's a comma, give a slight pause, and only when there's an exclamation mark should you shout. <laughs> By God, it is him! Yes. Right, okay, okay, that'll do, pig. That'll um, do. You may email back us in two weeks. Back in two weeks, um, studio at the box set pod. pod. Christmas pod, and don't forget, get to the website. Um, just cl- if you click on the link to our merchandise on our website, you will be taken to our store on T Public eventually after a couple of clicks. And on there, there's not just the t shirts that we've picked, there are endless t shirts. I have been on there and I have bought at least four t shirts for fam- families and friends because I just love them <laughs> so much. So. Uh, buy a t-shirt buy a t- just go and buy a t-shirt and go via our website yeah. and then you might give us like 20p or something by buying that t-shirt It'd be amazing studio at theboxsetpod.com or go to the website theboxsetpod.com goodbye goodbye when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.